señorita Really nice to meet ya Have some tequila and say This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's Australian model, fitness inspiration, empire building, mom of two, Emily Skye. I am so excited to talk to her. She is mom goals. She is fitness goals. She is brand goals. She seems to be balancing it all, which I'm having a lot of trouble with right now. I want to know how she does it, how much time she devotes to her brand versus her family. Does she feel guilty like I do? Will she tell me about the story that she just suddenly had her son at her house, which makes her even more of a hero to me? And this week, obviously, I am sipping on Tanteo's Around the World Margarita, and it's the Tanteo Blanco with elderflower liqueur, ginger liqueur, fresh lime. It's fantastic. If you haven't tried my favorite tequila, which is perfect for margaritas, Tanteo, go to TanteoTequila.com and use Squats 10 for 10% off your order. Here is my interview with the fabulous Emily Skye. Hi! <laughs> How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. My kids are, are, are still up and they're around and could join at any second. Um, I have a boy and a girl just like you. you. So I'm sure you understand. Yeah. <laughs> just trying totally. to balance it all. You know, There's no such thing as balance. <laughs> no, I'm glad you're saying no. that. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what I want to talk to you about. It is so nice to meet you. I have followed you for so long. We have so much in common, like way more than you even know. Um, Thank you. Especially mom life right now, like trying to run a brand for you, multiple oh. brands. Um, two young kids. My daughter's older than I had my son. I cannot start anywhere else than for you to tell the story about how you had your son, because I feel like I was watching you on Instagram, like doing some squats. And then it was like a couple hours later, there was a picture of you laying on your floor in your house, holding your baby. He was, yeah, two weeks and a day early. And um, it was unexpected, obviously. But the night before, I was sort of getting everything ready to, to, for the, like, the hospital. So I was doing my preferences. I don't know if you've heard of having your preferences. So it's how you would ideally like the birth to go. Right. If you got everything the way you wanted it to go. Yep, but your birth plan. Be open to it. Yeah. But not like a plan. That's why you call it preferences. It's what you'd prefer I gotcha, to right. happen. So I was madly doing that before um, that night before I, before I went to bed because I just had this urgency to do it. And then, um, and I was also trying to get my, cause I did placenta encapsulation, which I love. And I was trying to fill out the details for that the night before. So I was in a frantic trying to do it. And I was saying to my partner, you got to print this off. And he's like, Oh, when do you need it by? And I said, huh, before I go into labor, <laughs> and it was like within hours, a couple of hours later that it happened. At home with no epidural. Like I don't, did you have Mia with an epidural? Uh, or yes, natural? I, did, I got in, I got induced with Mia. Okay. Yeah, I, so, um, it was completely different. I cannot even imagine. Like my epidural didn't work with my son. He's two now, but I was just screaming at everyone. I've never felt pain like that. I kept thinking like, I'm an athlete. Like I was a division one athlete. I work out and I was like equating it to like holding a plank. And it's like, you're just, it's yes. mind over matter. You're just going to hold a plank. I don't care oh. how much it hurts. And it is so not like that yep. <laughs> at all. Do you feel like because you went through birth, do you feel like you can go harder with your training now? Yes. I sure do. Like I have my tolerance is so much <laughs> better now and I can, I just go, I push through and I think, think about the birth and now just translate it, that into your training and you can do more. And the like fact you that you had a, a home birth with no epidural, like you could do anything, like what a badass. Like I, I can't say that, oh. but I cannot even imagine. And 
I just needed to get that out there first. I want to talk about how you, like you said, there is no such thing as balance, how you attempt to balance running your brand. The Instagram for like fitness influencers is you. You've got an app. You've got Thank a you. cosmetics line. Of course, you've got Declan. You've got two kids. You're in shape. Like, how do you balance it all or try to balance it all? Because I feel like I'm drowning and I am kind of new. My brand's kind of new. I just started doing this podcast and I feel like I'm never totally focused on work and I'm never focused on my kids totally. And somebody's always getting yeah. just like a little bit of me and I feel so yeah, guilty you sacrifice about that. something. Yeah. I wanted you to speak yeah. on that. Like, how are you doing this? <laughs> huh. It's so hard. And, um, and I always feel guilty. Like you're just saying, like, there's always something that you have to give up and then you feel guilty about that. And I only feel guilty when I have to give up time with my kids and I, I feel know. like it's taking away from them. And especially because I've had them home, Mia starts daycare on Monday. So up until now, she's been at home with us and then having Isaac as well. That They've got my time for a lot of the time, but because I'm doing a lot of work at home, especially with COVID, it looks like I'm sitting there and a lot of the work's on, on my phone. So yep. it looks like to them, to Mia especially, that I'm just on my phone sort of stuffing around, scrolling through Instagram, but it's not that. I can't explain it to her because she doesn't understand, of course. So I always feel like, I feel like I'm taking that time away that I should be spending with her. Right. And the thing is there, there isn't no, there's no should be. That's what you've got to get out of your head. And I always think it's about the bigger picture here. And this is long-term. So everything that I'm doing now affects her and affects Isaac and affects their future. So I'm working because they're going to get a better life for it. And that's sure. what I try to focus on. So it is really hard though. And especially when you're sleep deprived. Like I'm now, I got up this morning, I looked in the mirror and went, Oh my God, I've aged 10 years. <laughs> Are your kids not <laughs> sleeping? Not. So you're up with them? Um, we're just starting to do a, a soft kind of, when I say soft, but a soft sleep training with Isaac, because I'm not doing the full, like everyone's got their own thing and I don't judge anyone, but yeah. we're not doing the full, let him scream for ages. It's, he'll be crying and, and we'll let him sort of go for a certain amount of time before going in. Then we let him know that we're there and walk out again. So it's kind of like in between because I've, I've not been, I've been up all night. Um, I end up with him in bed with me and it's just, it's too much and I'm not sleeping. I haven't had a deep sleep in a long time. You probably understand what that's like, I but do. I don't know what deep sleep is anymore. <laughs> right. And I just feel wrecked. So I thought I've got to make changes. Yeah. So I'm trying to change the things that I can change that I have control over. And then I try to let go of the things I can't control. So I put me in daycare. She starts on Monday. We're going to the gym now. We're very lucky to have gyms open here. So I'm, going to the gym with my partner and we put the kids in, in the creche in the mornings a few times a week. Now we've just started that. So I've literally only done it twice, but I already feel like it's a start of something yeah. new that's going to work. Like you and, feel more oh, clear mentally more than like just the not having them. Yes. Yeah. Cause when I train at home, as much as I, I love my home um, gym, gym, um, I've got a garage in the, I've got a oh, garage nice. in the gym. I've got a gym in the garage. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flipping everything around. Mum brain. Um, <laughs> And that's great, but I can yeah. hear the kids and Isaac screams and me will be at the door asking for me. Like you, you're getting distracted and, and yes. you just don't get it done. So having no. that, them gone and, and they're taken care of is just the best. Even though it's an hour, it's just the, oh, it's so good. It's my time. So I strongly believe if you don't look after yourself first, you can't Same. take care of them properly. And I know that from experience. Yeah. You can't yeah, pour from an empty cup unless you're pouring into your cup. You have nothing to pour no. into anyone else's. But yeah. for me, I feel like you can obviously empathize with this. 
I don't sleep well either because my kids, like I put them, they go down, but my son is two and he just went into a big boy bed. So he comes out, like he'll go down, but he, yeah. at some point, Maybe it does too. yeah, they're, they're with me and I don't sleep well. Yeah. And I feel like all the moms that I talk to, they're like, you have to set an alarm, get up at five, get your workout in. But like you said, I'm not sleeping at all anyway for me to get up at five and take away another couple hours of sleep. Like I, I'm not there yet. So I try to sneak it in during the day and I don't, how bad yeah. is COVID there? Is it like a serious, like it's bad here. Yeah, no, um, we don't have well, it's not like you guys. Yeah. Okay. So it's terrible in, um, I mean, they've just started releasing the, I think the restrictions in Victoria, but that's where it's been really bad for us. But when I say for us, I mean, as a country, but for me, I see, I feel like we have it really good here in Queensland and we're very lucky that it's not so bad. We've only got, I think a couple of cases, I don't know at the moment, but I think it's oh, been wow. only a couple of cases here and there now. And we have, like, we're able to do everything. There's still limits, like, with going out, you got to sit away from other people, and mm-hmm. you can still go to restaurants, you can book ahead, you can still go outside and go for walks and train outside. It's so good to be able to do that, especially for mental health. And I really yes. feel for people who can't do it because it is the mental health that's the issue here, I think. And obviously, a lot of other stuff, but really, it comes back to how we feel. And so many people are struggling, I can only imagine. I'm so glad you're so I'm very grateful. Health. Yeah, both of us. So we yeah. have a lot in common. I um, I actually wrote a book about finding balance because my whole, like, I'd say like mid-teen years through my 20s, I was depressed. I had no self-esteem. I had a ton of eating disorders that like evolved. Like it was anorexia. Then it evolved into exercise bulimia where you work off the yep. same amount of calories that you eat. Then actual bulimia yep. for 10 years. And I never told anyone. And I finally just said it in my book and you normalize mental health issues. And I love that women like us, we talk about it. The DMS that I get from people, they're like, I've never told anybody else. I, you know, I was depressed or that I threw up. Yeah. They're ashamed. You normalize it. And I am, I say it all the time. I have bad anxiety. I feel like it hit when I had my first child like I almost had a panic attack on an airplane. Cause I was like thinking of all the things that could happen. And I felt like, claustrophobic. And I was telling my doctor and he's like, you can do something about this. And it's everyone, it's up to everyone else, but I did decide to get help for it. And I am on medication for it. And I do share that so that a woman that maybe is, you know, embarrassed about taking something, normalize it. It's a, it's a mental situation. If you have like diabetes, you have to take uh, medicine to live. If you have anxiety or depression, you take medicine to live. And that's people. And it's hard yeah, because you can't see it necessarily right. see the, the the problem. Like it's not like if if someone is a, a bigger person, they struggle with their eating or they um, do have to take something. Like you said, they take medication for it. Yeah, I think because you can't see it, people feel like it doesn't exist, but it, or they don't ever. It's not a real thing, yeah. and it is a real thing. And I'm so glad that now that so many people are talking about it, and it is being com- becoming more normalised. But I think definitely people like us talking about it and people with followings where I know a lot of people might look at someone like me, for instance, and think without knowing anything about me, because yeah. obviously I do talk about it, but they might think that I have the perfect life and yes. I'm always happy and I'm always positive And sometimes it gets missed as well. And I do talk about it, but if you just, if you're new to my page, they have to actually go scrolling to try and look for these things and, and find my story. Whereas um, they, they need to know that it is something that does happen. You know, I yeah. still, I still struggle with, these things now and someone said to me the other day how are you so positive all the time and I thought I, I did a post after that about um 
I was holding Isaac and I was sort of at peaking, like I was at the point where I was about to just lose it yep. and everything was sort of piling up and the work's been crazy at the moment. The kids have been hard and sleep deprivation. It's all sort of adding up. And I just felt like I was going to lose, lose it and yeah. end up in hospital or something. Like it was yeah. really bad. And it's hard. Like when you've got your own business and you've got deadlines and you have things you have to do, you can't just not do them. They have to be done. And that's where that you're talking about balance. Like there's no balance in that sort of situation. And, and the kids suffer. And I mean, I, fa- I sound like I'm whinging. And this is what I said in the post that I did. I have nothing to, to sort of whinge about because I am, I have a beautiful life and I am very blessed, but at the same time, things still happen and I don't live the perfect life. And I, I'm not always positive And I want people to know that because they might see me as someone who does live that. And they think, Oh, you know, they compare themselves and, and they wish that they could live a life like that. But yes, I'm blessed and I have amazing days but I also have shitty days too. And right. it's not always sunshine, rainbows and lollipops. I don't live an amazing, perfect life all the time. Yeah, there are days where I feel wrecked. That's like, why people gravitate towards you because you're authentic and real and you're honest and you share that. And I just started, like, I, I did know like the stuff you were doing now, but I had to go back knowing that I was going to talk to you. I assumed because I feel like women that run brands like we do now that are inspiring women, um, motivating women to find their best selves, at most of the time you went through something and you overcame it. And now you're trying to help other women exactly. like me, eating disorders, depression. Yes. And then the more I learned about you, you had the same situations that you overcame. Yeah. But I you- feel like I couldn't, and I know people can do it. They can be out there and they sort of, I guess I call it regurgitation. They, they hear something from someone else and they're regurgitating it and which is still really helpful. But for me, I'm not, I don't work that way. I can only really, I, tr- I truly feel like I can only help people from a place of experience and, and knowing that I've been through that and I know how to get through it. And everyone's different, of course, but talking about going through it and how I did it, I think people can respond to it better or they get something from it better knowing that I've experienced that rather than just, I've read something in a book. Yes. So you, I feel like it works it. a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Can you share um, what you went through just for anybody listening, this new, um, you dealt with depression as a teenager. Yeah. And how did you, what turned yeah. it around? Like, how did you come out of that? It's, it's uh, not funny, but I, it was ironic when you first started saying your story. I thought this is me you're talking about. I know. Um, very, I just learned that. <laughs> a lot of similarities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I went through depression from about 13. I was diagnosed with depression. I went to the doctor and, and they, he said I had it um, and then I was medicated. But for all my teen years, I was extremely unhappy, um, suicidal. I, I attempted to end my life when I was about 19, I think 18 or 19. Wow. And, um, you know, when you have a few, I did it a few times, think about doing it, but that was the time I actually tried to do it. I took um, some tablets, a lot of tablets to try and end it and then drank a bottle of vodka. It was just, um, yeah, I just reached a point where it was, I couldn't yeah, do it anymore done. and I just wanted an escape. Yeah. yeah. And you're not thinking logically, but yeah, it was, I'm so glad it did. I didn't sort of, I went through with the action of doing it, but it didn't work. And I'm oh. so glad that didn't work. And when I did do that, I, um, I, I took the tablets, had the, the alcohol and then went to bed thinking that would be it. Oh and I woke God. up like, I remember sinking through the bed and I thought, this is it. Thank God I'm out of here sort of thing. And then I, I um, woke up really sick, like my stomach, the pain in my stomach was horrific. And I crawled out and I didn't want to wake anyone in my house because obviously, you know, I'm trying to hide it from everyone. Oh my so I crawled out to the laundry and was in the sink, throwing up, like throwing my guts up, Getting literally. Out, yeah. And I remember thinking when I was crawling out there, 
I thought, no, I, I don't want to go. Like, what have I done? It was like this realization. Mm-hmm. You've made a mistake here. I'm worth living. There was just something in there. Yeah. And, um, and I was saying, um, I'm so, I'm sorry, God help me. Like I was just praying that I'd be okay. It was like this moment where I thought I need, I need some sort of help here. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm sorry I did this. And I've like sort of not appreciated my life. Like I've, I was given life, which is a blessing in the first place, because even to, to get, um, conceived is like the process yeah. that it goes through yeah. and like fighting the millions of other sperm and everything else. Like yes, you. you're here for a reason, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. But I didn't understand that back then, obviously like being in depression and everything, you don't think of these things no. and you're not grateful at all because you, you're not wanting to live. But, um, oh, right. yeah. So I, I was like, please God help me. Like I want to live. And, and then, um, threw my guts up and, and I was like, I'm so sorry for doing this sort of feeling. And then, um, I was still, depressed after that but that was like the moment where I thought I'll never do this again yeah and it wasn't till years later I had shitty relationships too um boyfriends (laughs) that were abusive like physically and emotionally Uh, abusive I had a couple of them but one was worse than the other he was horrendous um he there's a story actually on my Instagram in the Instagram TV I think it is where Mm -hmm. I told the story like the full story because it's quite long but he was horrible he used to strangle me smash plates over my head used to try to throw me off the balcony where we were living and I'd be, you know, grabbing onto the balcony and he'd be trying to get me over. Um, He'd pull out knives, trying to stab me, chase me around with it. Um, He was just really a horrible person. And he he ended up, it came out that he was, he'd actually raped people while he was with me and just horrible things like that. It is a long story, but if we go into that, it'd be like the whole whole podcast. No, but like you stayed because your self-esteem, you didn't have like a positive self-esteem or self-image. So you stayed, is that... Like, yeah, well, I, I mean, I think, and this, this is so common, but I think, and I'm not a psychologist, obviously, but I think because my dad left when I was a young girl, I didn't really have a male role model. I had my grandfather and my uncle, but they weren't really, they're not my dad at the end of the day. And I didn't yeah. have anyone there to sort of, I don't know, I, I didn't search for male love. I wanted affection from males because I, I felt like I wasn't worthy of it because my dad yeah. left. And this is like me trying to make sense of something that happened when I was younger. I couldn't make sense of it. That makes sense. So then, um, so I had long-term boyfriends and I sort of um, accepted them abusing me because I don't know, I just did. It was like the beaten housewife syndrome. Like he would do these things to me and then he'd say, I'm so sorry. I can only change if you stick around. Cause I'd be like, I'm, you know, I'm out of here sort of thing. And then he'd be like, I'm so sorry, Bubby. And be crying and I can only change because of you and, and you helped me and just like he'd go to the marsh and then I'd feel bad and I'd yep. get sucked back in and think, oh yeah, he'll change this time. He's going to change. So you keep going back and it keeps happening. Mm. And then there's a point where I just, it was too much to, um, he did try to stab me. And um, I tell this story on my Instagram, but I run out of the apartment we were living in and I, there was this, um, so it's an apartment building. I'll try and do the real. No, I, I want it. <laughs> um, there were lifts outside my door, but I knew if I went there, there's no way I'd get in there in time. He'd get me. So I went around the other side that had this other lift. It was like a slow lift. And um, it was like an escape. Well, I don't know what it was, but it was an escape one for me anyway. <laughs> so I thought I'll race around there because I, I can run pretty fast. And if I sprint there, he won't make it in time and I'll get there. So I got there, I'm pressing the button and he's stomping like with the knife. I can hear him like an elephant because he's this big guy. And I was like, open, open, the doors open, I get in. And then I'm going, shut, 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 shut. And then the doors are shutting and he gets there in time and his <gasps> hand goes and it's like a movie. I know it is like a movie on goes Goosebumps. In and, uh, yes. <laughs> I've told this story so many times that I kind of desensitized 
traumatized from it where I, you know, I've, I've detached from it. But if I really think about it, I start going, oh my God, like it was pretty extreme. Oh but I say it in a way like it's just like nothing. But yeah, this is right. where I, the point that I've come to now. Um, yeah, so he gets there, puts his hand in and then he grabs me and it's all blurry. Like I, I can't ex- exactly remember what happened, but he grabbed me around like here. I think I was, the shirt I was wearing, he had that. And he was dragging me on the ground and I, I was trying to scream and it was this, mm-hmm. you know, when you, there's different versions of like when you're, when you go through something like that, you're, you're, um, what do they call it? You either fight, flight, or you go silent or something like that. You so there's silent. people that try to run away or they try to fight it or they just go silent. And I always used to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. I'd sort of do a combination of things, but I try to like defend myself and run away. But in this situation, I don't know what happened. I was just like, I couldn't get my voice out. Cause I was just, I couldn't breathe properly. I thought he was actually going to kill me. So um, he's dragging me up the corridor of this apartment building. And then I thought oh, it's done. Like my life's over. He's gone now. Like I'm gone now. He's yeah. got me. And then security guards had seen, thank God on the, the um, they had a camera up in the corner and they got him. I can't even, it was so like, so blurry. As I said before, I just like, I can't exactly say what happened, but they got him and, I went to the police station. I had to submit like a, um, uh, what's it called? Like a, what's it called? Um, <laughs> a, um, a statement? Like a, you had to make a, I don't know. Yeah, like a statement and, <laughs> yeah. and I got an AVO. I don't know if it's called. Oh, um, it was like, restraining order. Restraining order. Yeah, yeah. So I had to go through all that and it was like a full court case thing that I had to go through. But that was like the final Actually, no, that was the second final moment. So you see, I still got caught. Oh so my we moved God. away. We're in a different state. We're in a different state. I had no family, no friends around. And he was like controlling me and, and he did this. And then I was like, I can't do this anymore. And that was, so that was the moment. It was like the start of the end. I knew I had to get out of there and I knew I had to plan it. So it wasn't as easy as just leaving. And yeah. people talk about this a lot. And if you haven't been through it, a lot of people say, well, why did you say, how could you go back? Why didn't you just leave? It's not as simple as that. He would threaten to kill my family if I left. He'd threaten all these things that I'd, I'd be, I had my, I was in fear of my life, my family's life. So mm-hmm. I was in a different state and I knew I had to get myself back, back to where, cause I, I, um, back to my hometown, let's just call it my hometown where he, he also lived. So I planned it. I said, let's move back there. Cause he wouldn't, I couldn't get away. Mm-hmm. He would actually take all my belongings, my passport, everything. And I couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't leave. So moved back, we moved back in with his, his um, parents and then I planned the escape from there and I ended up, I ended up, ugh, can't speak, ended up getting out of there. Um, wow. And I went to my mum's house. I left my stuff. I took a few things and a lot of the stuff I just left. I just realised that I wasn't going to be able to get everything. So I waited until mm. he was out because he used to get drinking, drugs. He was cheating on me. He was just a horrible, horrible person. Went to my mum's house and then he was like, when he found out I was gone, he was fuming so he came over to the house to my mum's house drove the car over there with he was out the front of the house revving the engine saying I'm going to drive through and he was trying to go through the garage to like get into the house and then he, he'd get out he was like this beast he'd be like when he was in that state he was like yeah with his eyes bulging out it was like almost like smoke was coming out of him. he was just like an animal so he's stomping around the house bashing on the windows trying to get in i'm inside with my mum my sister i think my cousin was over at the time too and she's like a teenage girl at the time oh. so she was freaking out and called the police i called his dad the police came got him and then he's he's out the front laying down crying and shaking going like a freak like he he had something wrong with him yeah. definitely but um that was the last 
sort of um, thing that happened too. So I went through the court case through that to get the AVO out on him, the restraining order. Um, and I saw it at the club once and he came up to me and then I got the bounces onto him and got rid of him. But he was, um, yeah, he was a horrible person. But How long ago I was this? Never, yeah, I was 21, so I'm 35 okay. now, so it's a okay. long time ago. But right. I would never, I, I can see the signs now, put it that way. So while that experience was horrendous to go through, I'm grateful for it because I now know, I know the signs. I've been able to help other people with those, the same sort of thing. And also sharing my story and to show women there, there is a way out. Because when I shared the story on Instagram, you should have seen the response. I can't imagine. Thousands of messages. And I wasn't able to read them all, obviously, because there's a lot. But the ones that I read, so many women are in the same sort of situation. I speak yes. out women at the moment because it's particularly about that. It can happen to men too, of course. But so many people are in that same situation. They feel trapped or they can't get out and they fear for their lives or their family lives or, or whatever. Like it's not as easy as just leaving. But by sharing that I was able to get out and survive it, it gives them hope. Yes, exactly. Where I'm so, yeah. While you're talking, I'm so grateful you're sharing this for anybody that's listening and hearing that, that maybe in that situation yeah. to see what you've done with your life now or anybody that had like yeah. happened to be suicidal. Like how could you yeah. have known all the stuff that would oh. come? So if you're feeling like this is it for you and you're like, you have no idea yeah. what is still to come. And it's so inspirational that yeah. like you were down, but look at you now, look at your life, two beautiful children, like None of that would, oh. you didn't see that then. Like you couldn't probably never imagined it and it was coming never. to your life. Yeah. It's- and I want people to know as well, because I know, and I hope if people are listening, don't be ashamed for um, having mental health problems like depression and anxiety. It's very common and it's help out there. So don't be ashamed to seek help. I don't want you to sit there in silence and feel like you are alone because you're not. Go and get professional help. Speak to someone, speak to anyone, a friend, someone that you trust, but you've when you speak it, there's a saying, I forget, this is great. I want to say it, but I forget the saying, but yeah. a, it can't live on if you speak it out. That's what yeah. I'm basically trying to get at. You can't stay in that moment in that, and have that feeling and if you, if you speak about it. That's like the first step to getting out of it. So you've got to tell someone, hopefully someone that you trust and a professional and, and get help. Just go and get it. Seriously, I can't stress that enough. And yeah. even with like if there's someone who is abusive in your life, you feel like, because they threaten you and they say, if you do this, I'm going to do this. So you feel like you can't reach out, yeah. but there is a way to do it. And, the, and there's professionals out there that know how to deal with situations like this. So just go and speak to someone and, and start planning how you can get away from them. But you can get out there. But I've been through these horrible things. There's more too. Like there's so much yeah. stuff that's happened, but these are, those are two like big moments, big things that happened to me. And I'm so glad that I pulled through and something inside me deep inside was telling me that you're worth it and that mm-hmm. it will be worth living for. Yeah, so yeah. I sort of held on to that and that I used that to pull me out. And then also another huge thing too, my mid twenties was when I started making changes with my life. So I got better from like after that horrible boyfriend when I was like 21, mm-hmm. I started getting better, but it wasn't until I was about 24 that I started making changes. So it's one thing to realize that you're worth it, but there's another thing to actually put it into action and you mm-hmm. can't just, sit there and while you can get support and help from other people, you can't expect them to do everything for you. So ask for help, but realize that you've got to do the work and every single day you've got to put in work. It's like exercise. If you want to be fit, you've got to train a certain amount of days a week. Like everyone's different, of course, but you can't just do one session a week and expect to get fit. You've got to be deliberate and consistent with it. It's the same with your mental health. I feel every single day you've got to be onto it and you've got to know 
the things that make you feel better and that, that keep on top of it, whether it's medication, being healthy, moving more, surrounding yourself with positive people, putting on music that makes you feel good, going for walks, getting fresh air, meditating, whatever it is that helps you. I call my I call it my toolbox and all those things are in my toolbox. And if I'm feeling shitty, I go and access it and I pull it out and start working through each thing until I start feeling better. Yeah. But you've got to have those things in the toolbox to get you through and you can't just expect that, yeah, I want to change now and that's enough or that you're seeking professional help and that's enough. You can't rely on other people. You have to do it, and it's, yep. but it's worth it. Like you are totally worth it and you can get it out of that, that feeling of feeling depressed or anxious or, or worthless or unlovable, whatever it is that you're feeling, you can go from that and to a place of actually loving yourself. I love myself so much now. It's unbelievable. And I have a beautiful family. I have, I have an amazing life. I still have shitty days like I was talking about before. Yeah. But overall, I have an amazing life and I know it's worth living. And I'm so glad that I pulled through and I didn't end it all those years ago. So there's hope for you guys. Like you can yeah. do it. Totally. And we are I just, all I so wish glad. I could grab them and just, you know. I know. I God, you're going to help so many people with <sighs> this. I'm just thinking about like from that time to like, I don't know how long you've been with Declan, like when you met your current partner and were you like hesitant to date after having these horrific dating stories like yeah. in your past like did he have a hard time you know when you first started dating because I'm sure you were hesitant and yeah. very like yeah like how'd that work well it's more um so I had a I had a nice boyfriend before um Declan so I've been with Declan for nearly 10 years oh, oh sorry no nearly 11 <laughs> nearly 11 <laughs> years I'm losing track so the boyfriend before was lovely he was like my best mate we weren't like we weren't going to be we weren't like soulmates we were going to be together yeah. forever sort of thing but we were we were together for a few years and he was a lovely guy and we were great friends. So he was never abusive or anything like that. So I, I thought like he's the dream guy. We weren't right for each other, but compared to the, my exes, he was like amazing. And then, um, and then I met Declan, but I still had, um, I still had this feeling like, because I'm in my past and, ha- and when you've been abused before, you're kind of expecting it. Yeah. And it's your body. It's, it's because your body's used to having to like go in that mm-hmm. state. So I was really like, <gasps> so and Declan's not at all like he does, he barely raises his voice at me. He's obviously not like, I don't, I shouldn't say obviously because it can happen again, but yeah. he doesn't do anything that's like, he would never lay a finger in me or my kids or anyone unless like someone hurt me, then maybe yeah. he would, but um, <laughs> he's just not that person. But I would flinch like a safe, um, say if we had a little argument or something, you sort of feel like your body expects it, remembers and expects something to happen. So if we had a little argument and it wasn't even bad, like he's not even raising his voice really, barely raising his voice, I'd go into that that defensive sort of thing, like it's going to happen. And he was like, what, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, you know, I, I've told him this. He knows a story and he's like, I'd never do that sort of thing. And this is earlier on in the relationship. Yeah. So you still have that as like reprogramming your brain to know that this isn't going to happen again. But when it's happened so many times and you're like, like, what's he going to do this time? Like, you know, like you, you, yes. you tighten up and retract and like, like, yeah. am I going to be choked it's, to death? Am I going to be stabbed? Like I'd have plates smashed on my head. Like, yeah, it's know? PTSD. It's, a, it's like, I'm sure it was hard yeah. for you to trust him again. Like, I mean, to trust yeah. again. And when you have a new man coming in, who is an amazing yeah. guy, just, I'm sure like everything you're describing. Yeah. Um, and I felt bad because he's like, yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know, like it's not, but it's not to do with him. Yeah. And I have to remind him of, oh yeah, like this is what it was like in the past. And he's like, I'm, I'd never do that. Oh yeah. God. So um, I'm glad I did date again. I never really dated as in, um, I sort of had a boyfriend and I'd be single and then I'd meet someone else and be with them long-term and mm-hmm. then be single and long-term. It was never like I went out on dates. 
Yeah. So I don't even know what it's like. I'd probably be scared to do it now, to be <laughs> right. honest, because I just don't know how to do it. But um, yeah, I, I really, I did, I, I made sure it was a slow sort of progress with Declan, my current, mm-hmm. my current, hopefully forever boyfriend or, yes. or husband, maybe one day we'll get married, hopefully. But um, I got to know him really well is what I'm trying to say. We, we built foundations. I, I went slow. We, we got to know each other a lo- over a long period of time before diving into the relationship. So I did learn from the past and also the science too. I just, I knew, even though like my body didn't know, but mentally I knew that he was, I didn't see any of those signs. But then again, like every situation is different and some right. people can seem like the most amazing, really placid, like calm, loving person and they turn around and snap. So you just, you never know. Yeah. But I have been able to sort of, what I'm trying to get at is I've learned from the past and I do know some things and, and you got to learn to trust your instincts as well. And, and I do that now. So I learned from the past and I can sort of apply that to now and, and then help other people as well in similar situations. You do. But and yeah, I've, I've got a great guy now. You do. And just, if it helps at all, my husband and I dated for 10 years before we got engaged. If I'm just throwing that wow. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've been together 15, married five, had our daughter, honeymoon baby. So we had my daughter who's yep. four now. And then um, my son t- uh, is two. And I was th- I've seen a lot of stuff that you posted about like, was it easy for you to get pregnant with Mia? And then I think you said, Isaac, it took a little bit longer. Because that yeah. was the same situation so- for me. Yeah, Mia, um, I decided, we decided, I should say, we wanted to have to try for babies. And um, so we tried and then I was, and it was, I think, what they call a chemical pregnancy, yeah. So, which is really common, by the way. So this is a whole other topic, but no, which I won't go into. But um, yeah, a lot of people do lose very early on as well mm-hmm. and don't even know it. So I was, it was a positive test. I was, but then lost it. And then we tried again and it, I'm so grateful that it was like the next month or two that, wow. that I actually was. And it was, it was Mia. Mm-hmm. So that was quite quick. And then um, with Isaac, when I decided, when we decided that we wanted another, <laughs> it took, um, I think it was 11 months um, of trying, like but hard trying. And I know that's not, it's not a long no, time. No, it's exactly the same as years. me. It's exactly the same. Really? Mine was honeymoon oh baby with Amaya, 11 months exactly for my son. And I was like, we got pregnant wow. so easy the first time. Like why, yeah. what is happening? And you start questioning everything. And I'm like, I'm not that much older. It's only been two years. Same with yours. Yeah. yeah same exact thing. Yeah. And it is a long time when you're trying every month yeah. for 11 months. I think, yeah. Cause it wasn't like a, you know, some people go, oh yeah, like we'll try. And it's kind of like a loose kind of no. try. This is like deliberate. Like this is like, I'm ovulating. I had, <laughs> yes. I had a watch that told me everything yes. that my body was doing and I Same. had pee on the sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Ovula- the yes. And I was like, ovulating now. I'm ovulating. Like I do the pee on the stick, like yes. in the morning, not ovulating. I do it a few hours later, ovulating. I'm like, deck in the bed now. <laughs> very, like, it's very mechanical. Like it's, yes. it's shitty because it's not really enjoyable I know. because it takes away the, the in, enjoyment out of it right but we I like we really just wanted to have a baby so it was like yeah in we go and I'm laying there with my legs up on the I don't know if it's too much info no it's not my legs up on the bed so it would come go backwards same, same when my honeymoon when I got my daughter but it, she was honeymoon baby right away but then so I'm a little yeah. older I'm gonna be I'm 39 and yep. I had my kids at 34 no I got married yeah 34 and 36 um so yep. I was like did I wait too long like because that's why what it was happening with my son, but it did happen before we had, to, not that there's anything wrong with like going for fertility treatments, but if it hadn't yeah. happened on that 11 month, I would be like, listen, I got pregnant right away. Yeah. Now something's wrong. And I didn't know if I was getting too yeah. old. And then finally so, we got our son. 
I was 30, just about to turn 33 with Mia and 35 having Isaac. So mm-hmm. like just a little bit younger than you. Yeah. But I knew my family goes through menopause in their late thirties. So I had that <gasps> hanging over me. Wow. <laughs> not that like, it's not, it doesn't have, like, I don't know if it'll happen, but yeah, I'm but sort it's of trying to plan for if it does. Yeah. 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 So I had that pressure um, that it would happen. So yeah, but that's very similar. We it's very, very similar. similar. And then same with bouncing back. Like, I know you talked about after having your daughter, your, your body, your figure came back quicker. Yeah. And yeah. It, so like, I don't know if you, um, do you want me to tell like the actual on the floor story? Cause I didn't yeah, know if you wanted to I get do. into it straight away, but <laughs> yeah. I was I in so much pain. It. I can't imagine that you did that with no medication and oh, no, just in your yeah. house. I would love for you to. Well, I feel like I, I'm grateful that it was so quick because I couldn't imagine going through, I've got friends that went through the full, you're like me, you're always drinking. I'm always thirsty, especially mm-hmm. telling these stories. Um, going through the full um, labor of like, some people have like 30 plus hours. Like I can't imagine that. Mm-mm. But with me, I got induced. So it was completely different. Induced, um, it happened straight away. So I got the tape, which is, what do they call it? It's not the syntocin. It's called something else, but it pitocin. releases. Um, pito- pito- I think it's Pitocin that makes you um, go into labor and have contractions. Yeah. I think that's yes. what it's called. Anyway, they stick it to the cervix. Into, it's something that sounds right. Okay. They stick it to it and it's supposed to get things moving and it can take yes. like hours. With me, it was like, I don't know, 15 minutes or something. Wow. And it was straight away. I was like, oh, like the most incredible, <laughs> horrible uh-huh. contractions. Uh-huh. And they were horrific. And I remember going to the bathroom because I was in the hospital and I was like, Deck, I need to poo. And again, like, I'm going to yeah. give you the, the version of me. No, that, but that's like, when the baby's coming. It. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you needed to, I'm very out there with people that know me, like in real life, I'll just tell you anything. So I have to hold back a lot, especially online because some people can't really deal with no, that. No, sort of I feel like I'm I very, know you. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite vulgar too. So anyway, <laughs> so I needed, I, I needed to poo really bad. So I went yeah. in and did that and then, um, kept needing to poo, which wasn't poo. It was a baby coming. Baby. Yeah. But, um, uh, the contractions are so bad. So I went into the shower. So I, I, li- I like the feeling of water. I just remember having the, the um, stool thing that I was on and I was like, and it went like zero to hundred straight away. And I was getting traction and then it would taper off a bit and then come back again. And I was getting double a minute sort of thing. Like it was just mm-hmm. like it was yeah. crazy. I later found out that my uterus is sensitive. So I shouldn't have had that amount of Pictose oh, or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I shouldn't have had that much of it. It should have been less because my uterus is so sensitive and it goes crazy. I get really, I used to get really bad periods when I was younger too. I'd leave for two <laughs> weeks and really bad pains and horrible. So um, anyway, so I was like zero to a hundred crazy contractions. I said to deck, I'm like, go get the lady. And the lady came in the midwife and she said, Oh, I don't know if you're in, cause it shouldn't happen this fast. Like I don't think so. And then I was like, <gasps> The tears so it came back again and I'm like, like doing that. I'm not going to roar here because I'll deafen everyone, but I was roaring. And then they wheeled me into like the theater or whatever you call it, the birthing suite. And then um, I kept saying, I need to poo. I need to poo. And she's like, you don't need to poo, but you can try if it makes you feel better. I was like, I need to poo. <laughs> so I'd be in there again. Go, and I wasn't, but it was like, you know what I'm the talking same about, feeling. feeling the heaviness. Anyone who's had a baby knows what I'm talking about. Yes. And then, um, so I ended up having um, an epidural, which I didn't want to have. But Neither. I also went, went in there like wanting to, I wanted to do it all natural, but I was like, I'm going to be open to anything happening. Cause my first, I just don't know. So I'm glad I was open to anything happening because the pain was that horrific Yes, that there was no way I would have got through. I was getting tachycardia, which is when your heart's going really fast. Oh. My heart was going, I think it got up to 240 beats, beats a minute. Oh my and they God. were like, they were looking at the thing cause they're monitoring me. And I was like, yeah, I've got a, I do have a fast heart, but um, yeah, it was going 
too much. And they said, you've got to calm calm it down because it's going to affect the baby. And the baby's heart rate was being affected too. I think it was dropping. I think the baby was doing the opposite. I should say Mia, the baby. Like she was in anyway, distress. Aww. Yeah, the baby was in distress. Mia was in distress. So um, they were saying, like, if you don't have um, the epidural, like, you need to have it to calm you down because it's too, this is too much. Like, it's overloading everything. And the pain was horrible. So I was like, give me the freaking pain. <laughs> give it to me. So they gave it to me and then half my body, half my side worked and not the other side. Yeah. So I had a horrible pain on one side and not the other, but I kept pressing the button because you could get more. They were like, here's the button. You can get more if you have more pain. So I'm going, (laughs) give it to me. Anyway, me had got, so I had a tachycardia. um, She was in distress. She was posterior facing the wrong way. Uh, She was facing that way. So looking up. So if you're lying down, she was looking up and her spine was along my spine. So it's a more painful um, labor apparently as well. Oh. And I have nothing to compare to because both of mine were inferior and they were painful and I have good pain tolerance, by the way. And <laughs> yeah. then um, she got, so she got um, stuck. She was stuck underneath my, my pubic bone and she just wouldn't, she was like on the side and her head was stuck. Oh. And so we kept trying and I couldn't, I couldn't feel properly down. I had pain in my stomach, but down there was numb. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't feel to get her out. And it just like, yeah, it was horrible. And I thought she's, she's stuck. Like, what am I going to do? And then, so they, um, episiotomy, they cut me and then um, got a vacuum. <laughs> I felt like the doctor got his legs up, like <laughs> yanking her out. And then um, I, I remember him saying, we're going to have to do an emergency C-section if you don't get her out this time. And I was just like, pull all the energy from all the universes. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Like, I actually visualized this, like <laughs> absorbing all the energy. It sounds so ridiculous. And then, uh, and, and got her out. That oh, was like, uh, was like screaming. Yeah. And she came out, thank God. And, um, and she was okay. So I'm very blessed that she was, you know, perfect and nothing was wrong. Wow. Um, she wasn't breathing at first, but that started, she started breathing. So that was all Emily, fine. what I the hell? Hurt. You are giving me good, every single thing that you say, oh. half my body, one felt like a what? tree trunk. Like my husband was holding like a dead yes. tree trunk and my one leg side, kept falling. one side hurt. My daughter came out, was not breathing. Like I didn't even get to hold her. They put her in the bassinet, my first child. And I'm like looking over, I think oh. I was in shock because I wasn't crying and they were like, they kept yeah. saying, breathe baby, breathe baby. And then all the ICU, uh, NICU nurses came in with my husband and they're all around this bassinet and they're like putting things down her throat, trying to get her to breathe. Mm. And she wouldn't. And then they left and I'm just sitting there. Like I just gave birth. My husband's gone. The baby's gone. My mom and my sister walk in. We didn't find out what we were having. And they walk in and mm. they're like, where's what's happening. I was like, they took her and they're like her. Like, that's how I announced that's horrible. it. I didn't even get to hold her till I had her at midnight. I didn't get to hold her till 11 AM the next day because they had to take her to the NICU and they're like, she's stable. She's breathing, but she wasn't breathing. I didn't even get to hold my baby when she was born. We have, to, it's crazy. That's, oh, that's awful. Oh, it was. I was like, can I just. That's so much worse than my, like me, it didn't take long to breathe. Thank God. But I can't imagine scary. my baby being taken away from well, me. That <gasps> sucked. But I didn't, at least I, my husband had to watch it. He's like, she was a fish out of water. Oh, like, no. She kept like trying to breathe and they were like, breathe, breathe. They uh, were being like really calm. And then they left with her. And I was just like, yeah. And then my son, my epidural didn't work. So that is how I know. That's why you're such a hero. The fact that you gave oh birth at home. So you need to tell. I wouldn't say I'm a hero because it was you're a hero. Birth. So anyway, you've got the first birth to compare it to now. Yeah, I just yeah, have to fill yeah. you in on that. Now <laughs> Isaac's is complete opposite. So as I said before, I'd filled out the preferences form. I'd, I'd 
done the placenta encapsulation forms that I had to fill out because I said, if you don't have these filled out, we won't collect it. So they had to be like, everything had to be filled out with all the details stuck on this box that it goes in. So I was like, I need to get this done. I just had this feeling of urgency. It needs to be done. So I was <laughs> on the computer doing that. Then um, Deck was like, oh, when do you need it by? I was like, before labor. Ha <laughs> ha. And then uh-huh. um, he was like, okay, cool. We've got plenty of time, <laughs> plenty of time. And then anyway, we go to bed and it was like 12.30 at night. I go to bed late anyway, cause I'm weird. 12.30, a rough, that rough time. And then I said to Deck, my partner, I feel weird. I feel this sense of calmness, like a calm bet- before the storm feeling. I just feel weird. I remember saying, I wanted to say it so that he would know that I was, I said it, that I felt weird. Cause yeah, he always says, right. oh, you, you should have told me that you felt weird. I don't believe you sort of thing. Right. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, yeah, I feel strange. So anyway, go to bed. And I thought, I was thinking if it is the start of something, then at least I need my sleep. I know that much because I didn't do that in the, the first time. I had no sleep for days before even, which I wish I got. Because you're uncomfortable. So get your sleep, guys. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, and you yeah. can't, people always said too, get your sleep no. while you're pregnant. And I couldn't sleep and I had no. insomnia. So I thought, oh yeah, funny. Like, yeah. can't do that. <laughs> so anyway, I thought I'll try and go to sleep. And I was, this time I did all this um, birth, um, hypnobirthing stuff. So mm-hmm. I'd studied all that and done the, the breathing and being calm because I was terrified of labor the second time. I was just, I was so scared. I want another baby, but I, I didn't know if I could go through it again. I and it. Yeah. Terrified. And again, I wanted to, I, I ideally wanted to do it all naturally because everyone tells you, oh, when it's natural, it's not as bad because your body's sort of, you know, doing everything that it needs to do and it's not as painful. And when, when you do it artificially, it's more intense. And like all these things I had in my head, I thought, well, I can't go through that again. So I'm going to try, and everyone's different too. I just want to say no, that again. I, everyone's yeah. different. Just because it's natural doesn't mean it's not painful or anything. But I did have this goal of if I can do it, I'm going to do it naturally. If not, that's okay. I'll be open to it. Yeah. So I wanted to plan and do all the, everything I could in my control to be able to do it naturally if I could. So that's why I did all the birth stuff and the breathing and I did hypno stuff. And I'm not that person. Like I'm not the person that does um, <laughs> hypno, even meditation going, hum, like I'm not. My meditation is training really aggressively, lifting weights or sprinting or doing something like that. I'm not really that real still person. I try to do it. I try to. Yeah. And I I work on, I do do breathing like at night when I can't sleep. I go into deep breathing and slow everything down and and release it because I'm a real like fast twitch fiber person and real like all the time. So I do try to calm myself in that way, but I'm not like a meditation person. So anyway, the calm birth stuff was great for me to, to learn how to breathe properly and to calm myself. And I was like really start, really calm before. And this is why I think it happened so fast because mm-hmm. I was, when you're calm, you release oxytocin and that speeds labor along. Yeah. When you're stressed out, your body holds onto it and isn't releasing it. So that's, that can slow it down. And I'm not, I'm not a doctor again. No, but that's, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, you know, but this is just the research and, and science. So um, I was in bed and I woke up I had dreams. You know, when you're sick and in your dream, you, you start feeling the pain or yeah, yeah. you've got a stomach pain or something. Yes. So that started happening. And um, I started feeling the cramping, like period pains. And I'd had that for like my, my mucus plug was coming away for a couple of weeks before. So that's like, this is gross, but it's like no, yeah. stuff, like kids mm-hmm. not, it looks like that was coming away and it had no um, blood or anything. So it wasn't like the, the plug. It wasn't like the complete um, bloody show. So that was coming away. I had the, the um, period pain feeling for days beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I had that pain happening in my dream and, and it got more intense. So I got up, went to the toilet. I checked. There was no blood or anything. So I thought, okay, well, 
if it is the start of something, then I'm better off going to bed now because I need my rest anyway. So I'll go to bed. And then they were happening a lot. And I was like, these are getting more intense and these are getting more like regular. I should just get, I'll get the app. So I went and downloaded the app and I was timing it. And I thought six minutes apart, that was six, six, and then it dropped to five. Oh, geez. And I thought, okay, when do I go to hospital? I wonder. So I'm Googling. When do you go to hospital? How many minutes apart? It says five minutes. I thought, oh, shit. That's now. <laughs> And I thought, okay, everyone tells you stay at home as long as you can during labor. Don't go straight in. You'll be denied. You'll be sent home. So anyway, I, um, I thought I'll keep tracking it and see how it goes. Drop to four minutes. Right. And it was like literally six, six, five, oh, four, geez. three, then four. <laughs> and then I did, I did one and it was like three. And I thought maybe that other one wasn't a real one. So I canceled that one and it was like six minutes apart, but I thought, no, maybe that was actually one. Cause it was like, kind of, it wasn't as strong as the other one. Anyway, I'm like, this is like oh, 2.30 in the morning or something. And I'm messaging my birth lady saying, cause she said to call her. And I was like, when do I go to hospital? I think I'm pretty sure I'm in labor now. So I get up, I'm pottering around the house doing a few extra things. <laughs> like um, just making sure that my, I had undies in my um, yeah. bag and things like stupid things. And I need my brow pencil cause I, I want to make sure my brows are done. <laughs> right. I'm not like a full makeup person, but my brows have to be good. I like, that's just my I thing. I feel the same getting, about brows. <laughs> I've got my business, um, James Cosmetics, which have all the under eye stuff and uh-huh. they work. They're amazing for under eye bags. So I thought I need those cause I want to feel good. They feel good. You know, they make you feel more alive and awake. So I had those, I was like, I need to have my James in there and, um, and my lip balm. So a few extra things. And I put my undies on with a big pad in case the water breaks. Cause yeah. I was told if the water breaks, cause I didn't have that with me. So I didn't know what it was like, but I was told that you could do that if it breaks and at least you've got a big pad. So I had that yeah. on, I'm walking around the house. I'm trying to speed this up so it doesn't take too long, but <laughs> I'm, I'm walking around like an elephant. Mia wakes up because I'm like an elephant, too heavy, walking around like boom, 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 up and down the stairs. And I said to my partner, Deck, who, who he got, got up and, and I was like, I'm, I'm 99% sure I'm in labor right now. I'm like pretty sure. And he's like, oh, okay. And then, um, so Mia's awake. He's awake. I get my first lady who calls me, Shari. And I was like, so when do I go to the hospital? I'm getting like, they're like two and three minutes apart. And she's like, how long has it been happening? I said, I only like, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour, but I'm only getting like, I haven't been able to track it for too long. So I don't know. And she's like, wait around, see how you go for like another hour or something at home and just see if it's regular. And I was like, okay. Cause you know, there's like phantom labors and all this mm-hmm. other shit that they talk about. It <laughs> right. can go back and I don't want to be an idiot. So I'm always thinking, I don't want to be that loser. Not that anyone's a loser, by the way, but <laughs> that person that goes in going, oh, I'm in labor when I'm not. And they're like, no, no, you're not. Go home. Home. <laughs> yeah. so, anyway, I'm on the phone to the birth lady. She's, um, Shari's saying like, you're doing really well. And I was like, hang on a minute. There's another one coming, put the phone down, breathing through it. And I was like doing so well. I was killing it, like breathing through, barely making a sound, just great breathing. And she's like, you're doing so well. And then the next time I transitioned later, I realized transition. Then I was like, she's she's on the phone. Keep breathing. She's she's going, keep (laughs) breathing. Remember to breathe. And I'm like, I'm fucking breathing. Can I swear by the way? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Too late now. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to do the, um, yeah. I'll say the, the swear okay. anyway. Um, I'm fucking breathing. Like I'm doing it. And she's like, yeah. okay, okay. Keep breathing. I said, no, when do I go to the hospital? And she's like, well, do you feel like you need to go? I'm like, I'm fucking neat. I, I fucking need to go. I need to go now. And she's like, go, go to the hospital. So I was like, right. When is the toilet bloody show happened? And I was like, shit. So 
I said, Dick, get the freaking forms. I need the forms, my preferences, and, and I need my placenta thing. They won't take my placenta if I don't have the forms. The printer's broken. He's trying to print them in the middle of all this. Oh. He's like, it won't work. Printer's broken. I'm like, shit, need the forms. Then I'm <laughs> leaning over going, oh, and then going, quick, quick. And I said, my, all my stuff won't fit in the bag that I packed. I need more things. Get the, I was really demanding. I was like, get the suitcase, put everything in there, deck. And then um, I went into the lounge room. I leaned over the couch. Mia starts climbing on top of me oh my and God. I was doing, and she climbed on going horsey. And I was like, get <laughs> off Mia. Like yelling at her, get off, like an evil beast. Um, and I said, get my undies off. He's coming. I start yelling and Dex on the phone, trying to get some over, someone over to mind Mia because my mum was coming later that day. And then um, also on the phone to get an ambulance. And I was oh like, he's God. coming now. Get my undies off. Pulled them, like just got them off. Mia sort of helped take them off. And the water broke and it went everywhere. It was a lot. And they say it's not a lot like the movies. It was a lot. Yeah. Everywhere, gush everywhere, like a swimming pool. Uh, Mia's screaming. <laughs> then Dex on the phone to the EMT lady. And she's saying, now, Declan, just get Emily to lay back and check if you can see anything. And I was like, his head's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, lay back. He's like, I saw his face and, and she's like, can you see anything? And um, he's like, oh, yeah, his head's half out. And then she's like, okay, Declan, just put your hand there and push on the head. And I was like, you can't push him back in. He won't go back in. You can't stop this. My body was doing it. Like I wasn't pushing and my body was doing it. And I was like, Ugh. and, um, and then I was like, where are the people? Like where are the ambulance officers? And he's trying to hold the head in. I was like, let go. And he's telling me to shut up. Cause she, he couldn't hear the lady on the phone. Mm-hmm. Me is screaming behind me. Then the ambulance officers come in. Um, oh. The lady sits in front of me and then, um, his head was like half out and then she's, he, she's going, okay, he's, he's nearly out push. And I said really calmly, there's no contraction right now. So I have to wait for the contraction. I can't do anything. <laughs> and I was, I was like, okay, it's coming now. And it's like a bowling ball on fire coming out yeah. by the way. And he's posterior. Yeah. So it was really not good. <laughs> um, out he comes. were. Yeah. Both, both your kids and were. It was a lot. Like, it, yeah, it was, I was, all I was thinking was he's posterior. I don't want to be on my back, but I was on my back. Cause if you're up, it's like a lot easier oh, to get right, out. Oh, right, right. Lying on my back, um, he comes out, puts a, gets put on my chest, and I was like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." That down. was like how many? You the one push? You came out one push? No, um, there was a couple. Of, I can't even remember. People ask me, but um, there was a few contractions to get him out. Like a few of them happened. It was like head half out, and then almost three quarters out, and then again out, then his head's out, and then another one body out, sort of thing. So and it's just it Declan delivering. Five. And nobody's there except no, Declan. No, no. So Deck did like he he was there for about maybe half three quarters of the head. They walked in as his head was like almost coming out. Yeah, and then wow. he's like, "All right, you'll take over." So in between the contraction, he was like, "Switch over," and the oh. lady sat down. Yeah. So anyway, did it all naturally. <laughs> I got oh. what I wanted, and I said a few days before, ideally. I'd love to, um, I go into labor at home. I stay at, lo- at home as long as possible. Then it happens ho- so fast. I don't get to go to hospital and he comes out at home and that happens. Stop. You floor. got what you asked for. Yeah. <laughs> and I even get, got to deliver the placenta naturally, which I, which it was massive. It was like this massive placenta. I saw mine the, with um, my son because I didn't look at my daughter's and they were like, do you want to see it? And I was just like, yeah. not expecting it to yeah. be this large. It was like as big as the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So anyway, but one something I want to say that's really important um, is when I got to the hospital, I had the first moment of seeing my body in the mirror. So I went to go in for the first shower, walked in, saw my body. And usually I would probably be upset about it, but this time I cried and I was like, my body's amazing. Like, yeah. look what it's done. And I was like, I love you body. Like you're, you're incredible. And I thanked it. I was like, thank you so much. And just felt great. And I thought, 
M, if you ever feel shit about your body or ever look at your body with my hate glasses on, Mm -hmm. then you need to remember this moment. I haven't had that. I have never to this day now had that feeling of hate. Of course, I still have goals and I want to get fitter and I would like to be a bit leaner so I can train like more easily and my feet Mm -hmm. aren't hurting so much, but it's not because I don't like my body. It's because I love my body and I appreciate it. So I, I just, I'm so much different this time. After, like, even after having Mia, I didn't put too much pressure on myself, but there was, still was pressure to, to get back because I had things to film. I had a shoot with Chloe Kardashian to do, like, a few months later. Like, I wanted to look good, you know? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I wanted to feel good. But this time, I'm just, it's slower yeah. this time, but it's okay. Like, I'm just taking it easy. And I'm doing, um, it's really cool because when I was pregnant, I got to do, I brought out a pregnancy program for my app. So we yeah. did a revamp of my app recently, and I finally got what I wanted out of it. And it's amazing. And we've got so many programs in it now, but one of them I really wanted to do was a pregnancy program. So while I was pregnant, I was doing a lot of my workouts Mm -hmm. and got to like test them out and everything. So um, I feel like because I was doing it, and I don't know, but I feel like because I was doing that, it happened so fast that everything was sort of ready to go. And um, and then after as well, um, I, I released a program called Start Strong, which is for beginners. And so after I did, I did a, um, uh, there's another program coming too. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. There's more stuff coming anyway. Talk put it about that way. it. And <laughs> well, first so of all, I, I don't know. This will air in like out. a few weeks. So if it's coming in the next few weeks, maybe we'll be nah, able to talk. It's too early. I'm not allowed. I'm getting, I'm getting head shake. But there's <laughs> heaps of things coming. I've got lots of programs in there. Put it that way. Okay. So I've got the pregnancy program with different phases and different levels too. So if you want to do an easier one, you can do that. You have the options. Or if you nice. ha- want to do more an intense one or um, you can you can switch it around, like whatever you want to do. One day you're feeling too tired, you can do the easy version. So it's all that. And it's not just a, me. It's, I've got experts that do it with me. So oh. they know what they're talking about. It's such a good program. I actually wish it was finished completely when I was pregnant because I would have just done it. Like every, yeah. as much as I like it still did the workouts and tested it, it wasn't like the exact program in an app, you know, written down so you have to think. So um, there's that. Then there's a Start, Pro, Start Strong program, which is for beginners. And it was great for me to do after all the um, postnatal sort of stuff, which is mm-hmm. all about breathing, getting your diastasis recti in any pelvic floor and all that stuff. So I've been doing that. I did, um, I did a lot of that. And now I'm just doing a little bit of, um, of the other programs as well. Cause there's a booty program. There's an yeah. obstacle challenge as well. Um, and there's a daily workout that just keep going on. So you can jump on and just do that. Or and you this can is your app, one. right? Like everything on yeah. there's meals, there's workouts, meditation, the pregnancy program, and it's $10 yeah. a month and you get all of that. Yeah, um, ten dollars a month, um, and seven day free trial. trial as well. How do you get it? How yeah, do you get so access you to the app? It's just in the app store. If you just go to Emily Emily Sky Fit, or you can any of my social platforms will have a, a link to it. But if you go to emilyskyfit.com, um, fill it out, you get the seven day free trial, and you can see if you like it, which you'll love it because it is so good. Like I hand on my heart, like it is the yeah. best app. Like I just in the past, I've always um, I've always really like there's always been something missing in the app. Like my programs, I've always obviously loved them because I create all the workouts myself, but there's always been like the, the functionality of the app hasn't been as good or hasn't has, had as much as I've wanted in it. But now it's got everything that I want. So I'm yes. so happy with it. The pandemic, like we can't go to gyms and I go, I have a gym too in the basement, but it's like, I don't want to go down there and be like, come up with something. Like I'm not a trainer. Yeah. It'd be so easy to open up an app. You have everything there. If I want to work, like, yep. focus on glutes, you've got booty workouts. You've yep. somebody that just had a baby a recipes. Yep. Everything is right there. I can't believe it's $10 a month. Everybody, especially we're coming into a new year. You said there's a starting program that you offer. Yeah, start is that strong. 
Start strong. Start strong's on there as already, yeah. So there's a normal workout, start strong, abs to core challenge, there's a booty challenge. Amazing. There's the, the pregnancy program. There's more coming that I've been filming, but it's just getting better and better. I'm just, I'm so happy with it. It's so good. And the feedback's been amazing too. Oh my God, yeah. I, I need it. Oh. I'm going to get it. <laughs> so, so the meals, you can actually, um, if you don't like a meal, you can swip, swap it out for something else and you, you can choose the meals and you can save ones as your favorites. And then nice. it puts it into a shopping list and it creates a shopping list on like how you've probably seen this on how many people that you're cooking for in the house. So if it's just you, obviously put one, if you're doing yeah. the family, you can put the family in there and it'll, it'll put the shopping list there and you can add your own things to it too. I just feel like that anything that makes time, you know, time efficient and makes yes. things easier, especially as a mum when you, when you have right toddlers. Out, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. T- and I was so like, well, how many people should I put in the app? Like there's four of us, but only two of us eat like my son yeah. and daughter only eat Mac and cheese. They don't even eat chicken nuggets. Like they only eat carbs. Oh. They'll eat like pancakes, pasta you give them any kind they like fruit but vegetables protein it's not happening but they won't even try that it was me when i was pregnant when <laughs> i was pregnant i was like that <laughs> they're on your your pregnancy plan um so i'm yeah. always like cooking for two because i know that they're not going to eat anything that i cook um i it's so funny i'm looking at these notes what i want to ask you about and it's like we didn't talk about anything like specific fitness like i know you're heavy into <laughs> weights versus cardio which that changed my body yeah. too but i think th- this is exactly what this was supposed to be because i talked to so many like fitness trainers and we cover those yeah. subjects like we talked yep. about like mental health and domestic violence and it, this is like such a stronger bigger yep. episode that we don't even need to go into that the yeah. one thing where i am so happy to have your time that i would love to your just your advice you grew your brand and i and just feeling like I have been at the same amount of followers um, for before I, when I put my book out to when I got a podcast, like all these things are happening, no growth. And I work so hard on my content and like putting out this perfect content. And I see other people doing what I'm doing that it's not even like a high resolution picture and it'll be like happy Monday. And it's like, viral and it's daunting and it makes me like want to give up like i'm working all on this content that nobody's seeing do you have any advice it's so hard it's so like i'm just like i'm not with my kids like what am i even doing like this isn't even no one's even looking at this and then you it makes you just i want to help women and i have things to say but i feel like no one's seeing it well it's an industry now that's very competitive and it's very like there's so many people doing a similar thing now when i first started and it was in the time when the algorithm was it sort of favored that sort of stuff. When I first started putting out the content I was doing, which was free workouts, workout videos every day, I'd never seen it done back then. We're going back like eight years. Yeah. Like it was never done um, getting free stuff. That made me grow so fast. And I wish okay. that I had that now, to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> I wish everyone, you know, everyone probably wishes the same, obviously. Yeah. But, um, and then when I started doing the real stuff, showing things like, you know, the stretch mark cellulite, um, having bloated belly and being more authentic with people that started um, yeah. my growth as well. And this is back in the time when it wasn't cool to do now, every right. second person's doing it, which is a good, it's a good thing. But yeah. I think a lot of people do it because it's sort of, they, they've seen it work with other people and people like it. And they sort of get this viral thing happening where it's sort of, this is just my opinion on it yeah. and sort of be used as a way to get attention rather than it's truly because they want to, help people with it. Yeah, when I started, sucks. I was I hate that. freaking out. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, so many you know what I mean? Really authentic. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's still good. Yeah. It's good that it, cause it'll make somebody it's else still feel good. like they can relate. Yes. It, yeah. it's, it's good. Yeah. At like, the end of the day, if people, if they're doing it for the wrong reason, so be it, whatever, but at least they're still doing the real stuff and people are still going, yeah, you know, they're feeling better. So that's good. Big picture is it's a good thing. It's a positive thing. 
But yeah. when I first started doing it years ago, I'd never seen that done with the, you know, showing these like so-called flaws. I was yeah. petrified. That's when what I, I love it, about you though. I love that you, I wouldn't want to talk to somebody that doesn't show the flaws. And it's always like a perfectly, like people's pages are all like a different, like there's the same, like, um, what's it called? Yeah. Filter. yeah um, like curated. Page, like yeah. I would just put up a picture and they, it's all perfectly, it's like a quote and they look great. And I wish my page looked like, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, if I have a thought, like if I'm uh, working out with my kids or on the like, moment, Thanksgiving, I just put it out, but yeah. I, I'm yeah, not that's, that's how I work. I don't go anywhere. It's not going anywhere. And luckily, like I got this podcast. One came to me actually and gave me this podcast. Cause I used to just do Instagram lives, like talking to other moms, like, how are you guys mm-hmm. making it through the pandemic? I have a four and a two year old, like I'm losing my mind. And we were talking and they were watching and then they gave me the show yeah. and they produce it for me. But I almost, now I feel like I don't want to let them down. And I'm, I spend so much time on like content and like recipes. And I always, I would never want to post and say, happy Monday. It's like, what am I giving? No, I'm my not followers? like that either. Yeah. I want to give them yes. something, but it's not. And a lot of people, anymore. they post a photo and there'll be nothing there. It'll be like, um, happy fun day for Sunday, yeah. whatever. Like exactly Sunday, Sunday. There's, nothing, yeah. there's no thought put into it. And I'm not saying that there's nothing no. wrong with that. It, everyone's different and different things work for different people, but they might like, maybe they look amazing in the photo and the young girls like them. Like there'll be a particular girl that'll put a, um, say that they'll put a bikini photo up and it's all about the booty these days with a tiny waist and, and they mm. look flawless and the young kids, they say, people say they want to see real. Yeah. And I still, I believe people still do want to see real, but they also love seeing the, the perfect because it makes them, the book. they believe that it's attainable, that they can yeah. have it, like the dream life. This is my opinion on it because no, I've, I've done polls you. and stuff too yeah. and going by like how I see the trends and everything why is it these young there's these pages with young girls with their you know in their their perfect body and perfect life and they never show anything real why do they have like millions and millions of followers and they're not saying anything they don't say anything oh yeah they're giving nothing okay i mean they're giving nothing that's like they're they're not really giving anything helpful no it's not my type of thing and and again each their own and i'm not like having a go at them i think everyone's got their place because they're all they're doing better girls, than me, so I can't say anything. Well, young, young boys, you know, they they you know, they look at the yeah, photos and they, they like want to look too, at. But the young yeah. girls, the young girls want to be that, and they they want to believe that it's true, true that 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 it's um it's achievable. They don't want to be told like someone yeah. like me comes along and says that's not real. They don't like that. No. They want to know that they can get that one day. They love the idea of the perfection does exist, and I know because I was that person. Years that ago. makes sense. So was I when I had all yeah. my self esteem depression issues. I, I don't feel like I'm not finding my niche. Like I want to talk to moms who at yeah. the beginning of my book, my, um, the intro to my book says, um, to the woman who lost herself, it's not too late. You're not too old. You can change your life. And I want to talk yeah. to moms that are like, it's all about my kids. There's no time to work out. I'll always just show something like during the day, like put, give them a dumb, dumb, put them on your back, knock out some squats. Yeah. I, I don't feel like my happen. content is finding the moms. Like I'm just putting it out there and I will like yeah. work on it. And then there's nobody sees it. And it's just kind of like, well, what am I even doing? I have to say, um, so I, my growth is over. Like I, I don't like, I'm, I don't believe that I will grow. I, I do like, I go backwards on some of the platforms now because it's just, it's the algorithm. So don't yes. feel like it's just you. It's happening to everyone, especially older pages okay. because my page is old. So it's not the day where I grew one week in, I, on Facebook, a million followers in a week. Like okay. it's not, it wasn't like one anymore. post made you just go like one post well, did um, it for you. 
Well, one, I did actually, um, really? I got like 60-something million, yeah. But this is in the time where you could grow and it was crazy back then. That doesn't yeah. happen these days. No. <laughs> I still do the same things or, or similar things to what I did back then, but it doesn't grow. It's just the way it is. But because I've reached a point now with my pages, I've got so many on there, it yes. turns. So I actually lose, this sounds crazy, but I might lose tens of thousands in a week of followers, but then I gain as well. So it sort of just keeps cycling, cycling around. So I haven't grown on my Instagram in probably a couple of years. Like the number hasn't changed. But that's so, I doubt that tens of thousands of people hit unfollow on you. Like they're, they wouldn't have, so what is happening? They do. Why? Yeah, they <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think- You're, you're um, active. I mean, you're always putting stuff out. Like if you stop posting, I could see somebody unfollowing, but you're, you're engaging. They, they unfollow when I, no, they unfollow when I post. <gasps> yeah. If I don't, cause I've had time when I had a break, like when I was pregnant and I don't, I barely lose anyone. It's wow. when I post, I see it happen and it, I can see in the, in the, um, the setting, set. in the, yeah. what's it called? Insights. Yeah. <laughs> Baby brain. I can <laughs> see a particular post and I think it's a good post. It's helping people. It's yes. not like anything that would annoy people. I wouldn't think. And then they've unfollowed. So it might just be like, maybe they're people that aren't into, maybe they, they want the, like the dream sort of thing. Like maybe I'm not posting perfect enough photos now you just don't know but that's the thing I don't I don't focus on those, those things anymore because it'll yeah. it'll go it'll drive you crazy it just you wreck like, your brain going what have I done like you can't I should please everyone kids. yeah you can't, yeah, please, you can't everyone. please everyone and now I put out stuff and I used to look at I'd monitor because I'd need the feedback to know whether it was good or not and whether I yeah. keep doing that the similar yeah. sort of stuff now I just I put it out there if people like it so be it so what I don't I don't worry about it anymore I do stuff that's authentic to me that I like that I enjoy that if I have, like you said, you're training and you feel something like yeah. maybe I'll be um, doing a workout in the mirror, I c I catch myself and I think, oh, I still look like I could be pregnant. But I go, oh, I'll do yeah. a post about this or, yeah. oh, my skin's still, you know, stretched and, and you can see all the crinkles. I'll do a post about it. It's not, I'm not sitting there at the start of the week going, I'm going to plan all my posts. I can't work okay. like that. Right. It'd be great if I could, but I, I can't work. But you have, have two young moment, kids. So. We both do. It's yeah. hard. That's what's most important. Family is number one. Okay. Yeah. And I won't I... take away from that. I this feel like is, I've talked to you here also. So. No, are you kidding? This is such a great episode. Like I'm telling you, all these things that I wrote down are just like, why should you lift instead of um, cardio? Like women that are scared to get big and get bulky, but lifting changes your body. But any trainer could tell me that. Like you're, this episode was yeah. so much deeper. I, I'm so like honored that you gave me all this time. Like your goal, I don't know. Again, you said you're not balancing at all, but you are. You've got all this going on, two kids, oh, you look great. Thank you everything. <laughs> you're so, <laughs> you're authentic and I just, I'm such a thank fan. You. I can't wait to see what the stuff is that you can't tell me about. <laughs> Maybe you can message me <laughs> when it comes out because oh, yeah. I would love to promote <laughs> it. I mean, you always have a huge US following too. Well, put it this way, mums will like it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Mums do you, need, like do you but... need brand ambassadors to any, I have yeah. a mom following. That's about all I've got right now. Um, mom, and a lot of moms yeah, well, listen to the podcast. Anyway. I would love to send you my book. I mean, it's your story. It's the same depression, like self-esteem. Yeah. And then we have two kids and we find balance. And my body changed when I started lifting and stopped just running all the time. And now I finally am like the most confident I've ever been at 39. When in my 20s, yeah. I hated myself. I started dating my husband. He's a Pro Bowl NFL football player. When I was in my sadness time and I kept thinking he was going to cheat on me. I'll send it to you. <laughs> this is it. Oh, that would be amazing. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank I you followed so much you forever. For me. Um, no, go. Talk to you all day. I know. <laughs> That's what I, my husband is probably like, like, what are you doing? I, I yeah. cannot thank you enough. Thank um, you so much. Of course. Please stay in touch. Don't go away. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs>
Emily Skye, I thought you were a strong woman before we spoke. Now, probably the strongest woman I've ever spoke to from giving birth in your living room to overcoming domestic violence, getting out, reinventing yourself. You are a phenomenal human being. I am so happy to have had the chance to even speak with you. If you're not already following her, Emily Sky, S-K-Y-E on Instagram. Um, she's got James Cosmetics. Her app is everything. Emily Sky Fit, $10 a month, $10 a month. Meals, workouts, like targeted workouts. You can choose glutes, abs, whatever you want to train. Meditation. There's a pregnancy section. There's more to come that she's not allowed to talk about yet, but I'm going to find it out and I'm going to tell you guys. She is absolutely amazing. Please give her a follow for all the inspiration, all the authenticity. Emily, thank you so much. And if you were drinking the Around the World Margarita with me, please go check out Tanteo Tequila, tanteotequila.com. You can use Squats 10 for 10% off your order. And please, please subscribe to the Squats and Margaritas podcast so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you guys next week for Squats and Margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.